As Mom Said So, where the same moms we have grown to love, but with a new twist. Join us each week as we talk about topics related to womanhood, to motherhood, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Holly, mother of three, William, EJ, and Nia. Hi, I'm Melissa, mother of two, Maddie and Kenzie. I'm Kelly, mom of three, Brooke, Joshua, and Paige. And I'm Jill, mom of three, Riley, Charlotte, and Kendall. Holly, you need to introduce our guest because she was your idea, and we love the idea. (laughs) So excited. We were so happy. You know, I'm so excited. This is the first time people have asked us if we'll ever have a guest, and we're like, no, and then finally, you know, we had this idea, yes, okay, we're going to have a guest, and we're like, who should we have, and we bounced off a ton of ideas, and then- Well, this is the first one you said. Yes, and I was like, oh my gosh, Cheryl Mark. Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm not a mom yet, but I'm a mom of a Frenchie. Does that count? Absolutely, (laughs) that counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, thank you. You're going to be a good mom. Oh, thank you. You're going to be such a good mom. I can't wait. Thank you. As soon as I can. Take, thank you for having me, first of all. This is so amazing. I love that you guys have a podcast. I I mean, duh, right? Like, you guys for sure need a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Oh, and we talk about the dumbest things for hours, and we're like, what did we just talk about? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's so relatable, though. Yeah. Well, thank You're you. You're very Cheryl. kind. <laughs> you know, the reason we don't haven't had guests in the past is we like we can never shut up. We have too much to say, and there's four of us, so we we have we're learning to take turns and let others totally. talk. So uh, me, I'm we're so happy to have you, and we can't Thanks wait for to hear me. your stories. You know, I actually feel you, Jill, because I also have a podcast with AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys and his mentor, Renee Elizondo, and just the three of us, like, we can't, like, we can't even freaking, I can't get a word in, you know, and when I do, I sound so rude because I'm interrupting everybody, and then on top of that, we have guests, so it's like, we we have so much to talk about, so I understand the, the maybe complications, but I think this is the beauty of podcasting, you know? Sure, it's so much fun. Yeah, Yeah, you fit right in. Yeah, you'll, you'll fit right, right in. in right a lot in. to say, and you got to fight to say it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, Cheryl, what have you been up to? Well, um, so, you know, we used to do two seasons a year of Dancing with the Stars. So, we've only, we're now only doing one. Um, so, as of last season, I danced with AJ McLean, which is why, you know, we decided to do a podcast <sighs> together. Love him. I love him. He's great. He's sober. I'm sober now for a little over three years. Um, and thank you. And I've just been really, you know, busy with podcasting, but also my YouTube channel, um, called Cheryl Burke uncensored. And it's been very therapeutic, just podcasting and YouTube in general, right? Like I feel so weird cause I'm, you know, I feel very, I guess I'm allowed to be open, right. And not edited. So with that comes so much freedom and I can talk about stuff that I'm really passionate about, like mental health and sobriety and um and i feel like you know slowly but surely people have started to connect to it and having to you know have those uncomfortable conversations and i think it's it's important especially with what we're all going through at the moment so i just think it's really important for everyone but especially young children teenagers i think it's really a hard time for them and it's good that they have someone like you a role model to look up to and you know you've been through it and 
you know, our kids have been through it. Right. And other kids and, and they see other kids through it. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really good thing that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And it's just, it's just so easy for me to talk about. And that's, it's a blessing, you know, cause I know a lot of people that can't talk about it. Um, I have family members that can't talk about like former child abuse that, you know, we've been through and stuff like that. And I think it's important just to know that you're not alone, you know, so it's nice that it comes easy and you don't mind talking about it because I'm sure it was maybe hard to take that first step to jump in and say, this is what this, this, you know, tell your story. It's having to relive. You could be helping one person. I mean, even if you help one person, that's all that matters. Talk about it to someone. And it's just having to relive it in a way since I've been sober, I have to say that I'm starting to feel my feelings like to a certain extent to where I was a professional number, you know, like I didn't really want to have to, feel those um, uncomfortable feelings and so it goes all the way back from you know when i did get molested when i was a little girl to like just those traumas different traumas that happened to me when i was you know from age four till probably 21 you know so it's just it's a lot to deal with and i know now why i numbed because it's just the easiest way out but it's gonna come back and bite you in the butt you know at some point so why not feel it when you're feeling it and just you know, know that feelings just come and go, right? So I love that. That's I've never heard that feel it when I like that. Yeah, I like the way that you described as a professional number, because Mm -hmm. I think that's one reason why our girls when they work with you related to you so much because one, you're an open book, you're very transparent, you're very direct. And I think they really responded well to that. But as all of our moms here can relate to our girls were told constantly, like not to show their emotions. Yeah. Um, not to cry. They were stifled. Yeah. And to hide those emotions and what you're describing, it's actually not therapeutic at all to, to do that and to cope in that way. And I think a lot of them have, I'll speak for Nia in particular. That's one of the things that she's wrestled with is being vulnerable, allowing yourself to feel those emotions. And I think so often you're like taught to be strong. Totally. And that's also very counterproductive in many respects because you don't allow yourself to reconcile some of those unresolved issues or conflicts. Do you know what I did this week, Melissa? I posted a video on my social media just welcoming everyone back to school because it's back to school for everyone. Yeah, it was a real, I thought it was a nice kind of like, I'm your virtual principal, but it made me start thinking about math. And I know that is usually a subject that gives a lot of people tremendous anxiety and worries and stress, but it doesn't need to be. You don't need to have your kids or your students feel stress if you have this great resource in Mathnasium. My niece did it. She loves it. And it's so funny. Now that I have been exposed and I know the wonders that has worked for my niece, I have talked to other families who also use Mathnasium, and they too have seen tremendous results. I think that's great because I know when my kids were in school, Mackenzie was a math whiz, Mm -hmm. but Maddie really struggled. And I think this is really awesome because you could do it online, which I really like, especially with these days, or you can go Mm -hmm. in the center, which would, you know, whatever makes it better for you. So I really like that they give you those options as well. It's, It's great to have that online option. 
it's that's what my niece did and she thought it was great because she was able to have us an instructor who worked with her and they assessed her needs individually so they worked on just like you have your two girls and how they're so different yeah mathnasium will assess your children because they're not identical each student is not the same and what works for one doesn't necessarily work for the other and everyone has different skill issues or topics or need adjustment and mathnasium is able to figure that out for you because they're math experts that's all they teach that's all they do do they help you with your homework too so they don't assign homework so let's be clear they don't give homework but if there are things that you want to work on as well they can do that with your, with your child or your student. Mathnasium works with grade 2 through 12. Yes. So that's a wide range. That's elementary school all the way through high school. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now that I know so much more about Mathnasium, I see it everywhere. And chances are there is a Mathnasium near you. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. I, yeah. So you don't have to do it online because they really there's probably one right in your community. Mm-hmm. Whether you're looking to get your kids back on track or want to ensure they're staying ahead with their math studies, find a center near you at mathnasium.com and contact them for a free in-center or online consultation. My daughters didn't work with you on the show because we left the season before, um, but everybody thought Maddie had the best time because she was the teacher's favorite but oh, right. she's a perfectionist today she's still amazing. and it's it's awful though the hike, like she has her own place and you should see she'll call me and say mom look at my refrigerator look at my this I mean it's everything's so perfect mm. because she feels that everything has to be so perfect all the time um, but I, the girls were both in therapy because of what they went through and I think therapy is amazing and you know you have to find the right therapist mm. and that, that was a hard yeah. thing but um, therapy is not a bad thing. No, and I think everyone should have a therapist. Honestly, yeah. I I don't think mm-hmm. you know people relate to therapy as like you're you're weird and like different and psychotic. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. But it's so important to get that uh, point of view and someone who's not um, a family member or a friend, just someone who mm-hmm. you who's really there to have your best interest at heart, but also that there to listen. Listening is so yeah, important. Yeah, just even to talk it out helps even if you're not getting an opinion just talking about it helps yes and not to get a biased opinion you know and be ready for that it's like it's a constant work to evolve as a human being if you want to choose that path it's just constant work till the day you die i believe and you have to want to grow and you have to want to feel uncomfortable and it's those uncertain times as i've been believe me i'm very controlling you know and i love to micromanage but uh, honestly, you know, there's no such thing as perfectionism and you really can't control anybody but yourself, right? So at the end of the day, why worry? Why stress? It's like all of those nasty feelings of like trying to control something you can't at the end of the day. I, if we were really to live by those words, if I were to learn this when I was in grade school, which I believe should still happen in the school systems, I believe this world would be a different world, right? That we live in today. I think that has a lot to do with a reason why you know, what's currently going on in the world right now. And it's just like, there's so much ego and so much just that those nasty feelings that really we just need to turn inwards, you know? And children are learning that from adults. I mean, and, and, uh, you know, you, they see it on TV, but then they see their parents. Yes. I see what's happening in like Tennessee right now. The parents are screaming. This is supposed to be the Bible belt. They're screaming at each other because of masks. I'm like, seriously, people? I mean, and they're hating. And they said, we know where you live. I'm like, oh my gosh. And the kids are seeing this. Yeah. 
it's it's that's the thing it, it starts from your family it starts depending on how you were raised and it starts from generations even before that and generations they say it takes three generations to be able to, to develop a different habit within the if you want to try something new whether that be um maybe having a baby if you don't believe in like having kids until your marriage or like uh, mental health when it comes to, you know, you have to be stressed in order to feel productive. It's like you start to see like from generations past, like from my, my mom is Asian, she's Filipino. And going back to the vulnerability, she does, she never believed that vulnerability was strength. It was the opposite, right? So like, I wasn't able for me, like crying was weak, you know, it wasn't strong. And now you have Brene Browns of the world talking about vulnerability as courage. And so like in order to change the pattern of your family believing in whatever they believe in, you have to start now and start from generations past. That's really interesting. I never knew that. That's it, really, it I mean, you really sense. taught me something today. You know, things take yeah. time, you know, and, and children learn what they live. Yes. Right? As soon as they're born, right? Like they yeah. just observe, observing yeah. everything and how body language in general. So much. The little sponges. Yes. Just think about when you have a baby, Cheryl. Well, I'm, I don't even know if I them. want it. <laughs> That's so much pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. It is pressure. And especially in this world, I don't know if I'd I want know. a baby th- these days. A COVID baby. You do. You do. <laughs> Cheryl, you'll know when the time is right. You know what I mean? Right. It'll just click no. and you'll be like, yep, it's time. And, and I want to give won't. my husband, I want to give my husband a baby, but I'm also, I have to, you know, reality check a little bit. I'm 37. You know, if I do dancing, I also have to be okay, I believe, with hanging up my dance shoes in a way. Because, like, I sure. already have body image issues, right, in general. So, like, then you've got these new pros who, like, literally pop out a baby and they're yeah. back to dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... There's no way in heck that I could ever do that. There's yeah. no way. Like, I just know my body, right? Like, and I know it's more about my mental health behind it all. It just wouldn't work. I work out with Lindsay, by the way. Oh. So oh, Speaking of, there you go. Well, I try, I try to support everybody. Yeah. So I joined, I you know, it. just because I like, you know, I'd like to support. Yeah, no, the that's girls. great. Just... No, everyone's great. They're all great. I mean, PETA did it, but like, if you just see, they're also younger, you know, like when you're younger, you can do that. And I'm happy for them. But I just know, even if, even if my body did bounce back, the psyche, right? My psyche and my mental health, it's already messed up as it is, as far as like feeling insecure at times. I don't need to torture myself. You know, I just want to be like ready for that chapter and then say goodbye to this chapter. Yeah. And people were mean to you. It makes me so oh mad. Oh my God, like, traumatized. You are one of the best dancers on Dance with the Stars thank ever. You. And and it's funny because even Glenn says that, um, oh, you know, you. and you have an amazing body. Thank you. And I mean, I just, you know, but I get it. I yeah. was 36 when I had Maddie. Oh, wow. Okay. So I know. I mean, all everyone else was popping babies out in the 20s. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was big. I was a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I want to have that freedom to be like, if I want to eat ice cream, so be it. You know, it's like, I yeah. already, I feel bad for my husband, though. My hormones are just going to rage <laughs> one day, so. <laughs> well, but you won't be alone. It happens to everybody, so. Right. That's right. <laughs> like, we're testing it out with our dog. You know, even that, oh my goodness. Our little Frenchie is such high maintenance. Like, oh, it is crazy. She's Frenchie. like a baby. She's like a freaking baby. But only baby. for a year after. After a year, he's going to be so perfect. She's a year and a half. She's still psycho. Oh, she (laughs) She's a slow starter. After two. (laughs) After two. They're puppies technically for two years. True, true. Well, then they'll be in the terrible twos, so. Yeah. Frenchies have it. 
Frenchies have an interesting temperament. That was the dog you heard barking a few minutes ago. He's eight months, and you know, Tank is stubborn. He was I'm like, so "I'm so jealous." Frenchies. They both have a, a Frenchie, and I don't. <laughs> they are so special. They're special dogs. I want to see me. yours, Holly. If the show be your dog, so later. special. I, I will. I will. He, he's a character. God, he, same. He really is. And I just babysat one for um, a couple weeks ago, Frank, and he's the really? best dog, but he's five Oh, now. he's calm. Literally, probably. he's the easiest dog <laughs> You know, to what's watch. so weird about our dog is that she doesn't like to show us any love. Like, she's the most, like, weirdest. She's like a cat. Really? She's independent. She's like a cat. Like, I don't understand. Like, we just yeah. shower her with so much love. She's a COVID baby, so we got her from the day she was born, practically. She will not kiss us. At I all. remember. But she'll oh. go up to strangers and lick the crap out of them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. She really is. And I, they say, you know, they're like your owner. So I'm sure she got that side. <laughs> <laughs> that that is so. Well, Mackenzie's dog won't kiss hers oh, either. Really? But she, the dog kisses me. That's no, so and weird. She goes nuts when she sees See, me. I think I would like dog. that. I don't like when dogs kiss me. Oh, really? I just, all I want is her to kiss me. Oh. I like when they oh, snuggle and gosh. stuff, but I don't want it to lick me. Yeah. My dog's French kiss me. You know that. I love it. <laughs> we know. Dog snuggles are really, are really cool. They're like, oh. They're special. They are. Yeah, they're special. Yeah. They choose I've to. never loved yeah. anything so hard in my life. Like, I think I love her more than anything or anybody I've ever. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> yeah. You have to look at my Instagram post today. What I okay. Because... I can't wait. I'm definitely gonna look. Then you'll laugh. Well, I, no, I think I think I'm everyone crazy. knows that about the, about all of us. Like, don't yeah. say because Mom said so is made up of some crazy women. Honestly, it's what makes you guys interesting. Absolutely, we we know and people. fun. Thank you, Cheryl. We're all crazy in our own way and real and real. Yes, it's the it's the ones that are oh, like everything's great that you're like, uh. Those are the ones you gotta watch. <laughs> Nobody's life exactly. is perfect. But when you got to meet us, we were like many of us were dance moms. I think that's how people know us. And one of the things we thought we we talked to you about was this whole idea of competition dance, whether advice for dance moms, advice for dancers. I mean, you're a, a teacher, a choreographer and a dancer. We're well, we're not choreographers or dancers, but we are moms. Yeah. <laughs> of, of, well, of you've dancers. been through it. You've been through it with them. We have. So we have like ideas like um, from a mother's perspective of wh- how to approach competition dance. But it would be interesting dialogue to see yeah. if we're in sync or out of sync. And maybe that's part of the reason why there was conflict sometimes because um, not seeing eye to eye. But love yeah. to hear well, your perspective. As, as you guys know, I come from the original dance mom, you know, my mother. So like. We said that. Tell, um, us, a little yeah. bit of, let's tell us a little bit about let's hear the about original it. dance well, mom. Well, I just. Okay. Well, I, First, I just did a YouTube video actually about if I would ever have my daughter, if I had a daughter, go um, ballroom dance and compete. And I say no, right? But like at the end of the day, you know, I believe that, look, a lot of the trauma I believe that happened was before my dancing career. But the great, let me talk about the positive things first. So the positive about dance is that it gives me um, another way to express my feelings, right? It's, it is very, um, it helps with discipline. It's like a, it's like a different form of cotillion, right? In a way, like it, you're aware of your body. You're aware more than anybody else, I believe. Like just like another athlete would, you, especially with ballroom, it teaches you how to communicate and work with another person. 
Um, also, it teaches you just about travel. Like I believe traveling is the best thing as far as education goes. Like there's no school, nothing that could ever give you the same type of, I guess, advantages than if you were to travel the world and learn. Um, now, I wouldn't say this is negative, but I grew up too fast, right? So with that, yeah. I grew, I grew up too fast. My mother yeah, was working 24-7 just to be able to put food on the table because my mom and dad divorced when I was two. And she was a very in, she is a very independent woman, you know, and so she just wanted to be able to provide and have cushion on top of that and never depend on a man again, you know. So she had her own visions and goals as a woman that I look up to. But I wasn't chaperoned as much that as I as I should have right been just like you know that's why I love you girls because you guys are definitely there for you know your daughters and I think that is so important. Um, but like I had sex when I was too young, you know mm -hmm. I traveled the world and I saw things that I probably shouldn't have seen mm -hmm. at that age, which then caused me to like have to mature faster. I had only older friends. I maybe missed out on a little bit of school, but I don't even regret that. That's not a regret. I believe that this was meant to be right. Um, and also with that body image, like my dance coach would weigh me constantly. Um, and I was, you know, I got my period when I was nine years old. So mm -hmm. like I developed very young. And with that, you know, my body, if you look at my Instagram right now, at Cheryl Burke, you'll see me at 11 years old, people are shocked. Like, right. I, li I literally look the same, right? Like, there's, I, I am so curvy. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Was that the and, you said, guess my age? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Right. I was off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my husband's shocked to this day. Um, now, if I were to have like um, proper chaperones, because like wow. for ballroom, right, everything happened back then in England. So England was like our Olympics. Oh, so wow. like Blackpool, like so with that comes politics. You have to take lessons from the right people. You have to like just be there if you want a place. Like it's just the way it is. Um, there's competitions all over the world and all over the nation. I mean, like three, four a month, you know, and. Um, I went to my first nightclub at 13. I mean, 13 was a pivotal point in my life. That was when I had sex for the first time. That was a bunch of stuff, right? That happened. Wow. Now, I don't, I believe that there's other types of dance. Like there's not just ballroom in this world mm -hmm. that I would totally be okay with my daughter doing. Mm -hmm. um, unless if I was able to, you know, hopefully one day make enough money to where I make money in my sleep and I can just be there for my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, that would be great. And so I think that's probably a lot of the reason why I don't have kids at the moment because I don't feel like I'm there right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really incredible. So I hope that answered your question. No, you did. That's incredible. No, that's a lot. That, and that's, it's, it's easy to understand how that could happen, you know, with a young child and, and a single mm -hmm. working mom at the time, um, just trying to make ends meet. At what age did you or your mom know mm -hmm. you're a, this is a star? This kid, Cheryl, is fabulous and can go places. How old were you when that started? You know, my mom always prepped me and said, you know, dance. my mom has got her MBA, you know, so she's very business minded oriented. And she's just like, dancing will never make you any money. This was before Dancing with the Stars. And God, I, I mean, this was never my goal, right? I was never, I never wanted to be on TV, nor was it even an option. Like the ballroom world in itself was very small, but then all of a sudden season one um, aired and then they saw me and my, I just turned pro when I was 20 and me and my partner who was 37 at the time, we were living in Harlem in like a shoebox, right? On 136th and Adam Clayton. And we did a competition in Los Angeles, 
Louis Van Amstel, one of the originals, he basically recommended a couple of professionals to add on to season two because they started out with like six couples, I believe, for season one. And then season two was 12 couples. And I joined season two and saw me dance with my professional partner at the time slash boyfriend. And honestly, like, you know, he was cheating on me just to be blunt, right? So he was cheating on me. We were like, there was tension going on. And I was just like, you know, maybe I should just go and try this for a season. He was like, go for it, go and do your thing. Cause he wanted to do his clearly. I don't think he thought that I was never going to come back, but like cut to, you know, that's I, awesome. Woo-hoo, I love show it. And that's it. Yeah. So it is, um, it's crazy because, you know, my mom, like she did the best that she could do, you know, so there's nothing, there's no animosity there at all. And I, if anything, I look up to her, like she's a badass, you know, she really provided when she could, you know, she came here, she was, she's first generation Filipina and she didn't know the language and she just rags to riches story, you know. That's great. I mean, that is amazing because we were the opposite. We were like always with our, we were with our kids 24 seven and, you know, and now we yeah. can, and we can track our kids. Like I track my kids all the time and I'm like, right. why did you turn your tracker off? Oh, I didn't. I'm like, yes, you didn't. Mackenzie, why is put your that Wi-Fi back off? I'm yeah. like, uh, you're yeah. lying to me. And then, you know, but she, she, she didn't have that option back then because they didn't have right. all, no. everything that they had. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my older stepsister was my chaperone and she needed a chaperone on top of that, you know? So it was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You'd have probably been better off without one usually than with an older sibling. And it's, it's, it's interesting as a mom, like whether you're chaperoning all the time or not, it's you second guess yourself. Like you always think, oh, and people critiqued us, even though we were there all the time. And it's like, as a dance mom, you, like you just said, you do the best that you can do and you're you doing can, it yeah. out of love and, Nothing, you're perfect. And and on top of that, you got dance coaches that don't want you around, right? Yeah, like my that's... my dance my dance coach exactly. would not. He would there there was no question. Like it's better off that I'm with just us, you know, mm-hmm. just the three of us, me, my partner, my dance coach. No parents are involved, or else he wouldn't even coach us. To be quite honest. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny, we I question myself, you know, being a good mom or not. And I basically gave my life up because we have this home in Pittsburgh that I'm never here, but I am here now because we have some, I have some things, but I left my kids in LA. And I said to them the other day, I was crying. I'm like, am I a bad mom for leaving you guys? I'm like, I'm crying. They're like, mom, we're fine. Because I mean, they have my friend BP is with them. And, um, you know, Maddie lives alone, but she's always with Mackenzie. I'm like, I'm such a bad mom. How old is Maddie now? 18. Okay. So she's an adult. Yeah. But she's <laughs> but she she's really a thirty year old like she's really totally a 30. like you said our, all of the kids grew up really fast yeah yeah um, they weren't in ele- from elementary school on they had tutors and they weren't homeschooled in, right they were mm-hmm. homeschooled and we were on the yeah. road we were mm-hmm. on the road we didn't live home and then of course we left Pittsburgh and we all with our ki- children that were on the show we left other kids at home. And we right. moved to LA. So then we were really on the road. Right. So tell me a little bit about that world. Cause I only know from what I, you know, was involved in, which was so short. I wish it was longer, but like, do you guys also do competitions worldwide or is it more nationwide? Definitely not worldwide, but we traveled the world beca- with our kids. Um, that was Abby's thing. We did co- the show was on what 130 countries guys is that at what 128 128 countries so people knew us and knew the kids all over the place so 
we traveled there and performed, but that that really wasn't on the TV show. You know what I mean? Right. That mm-hmm. was that was more of the fun side of it. The we had fun. Was, yes. I mean, I mean, the kids. We would travel. I ne- remember the first time I went to Australia myself. I had eight pieces of luggage. Yeah. <laughs> I we believe traveled. it. Yeah, and then I we, mean, just coming here to this 10. beach house, I have eight pieces of luggage just for a few days. I'm such a horrible packer. <laughs> I get it. And then I came back with 10 because we bought so many <laughs> shoes. So we needed more. But I'm just like, we had so much fun. The girls would wear dresses and high heels because they would have these little yeah. things that they had to do. But I mean, they really experienced amazing, amazing things. I wish we yeah. could have just did it with us, though. Right. Right. Instead yeah. of, you know, but that's good, though. That's good. You mean, even that, like, no matter how much I maybe disagree with her style of teaching, right? That is something that, you know, they will take with them for the rest of their life. And it is a learning experience, right? Like, you now know maybe what not to involve yourself in, or you now know how to handle those types of people that may personally attack you instead of give you, you know, criticism that can, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's a learning experience. (laughs) <laughs> and you can't, you don't learn that in elementary school or high school. Oh, no, you, so definitely that, not. You, like you said, you had a different education. So did our children. Oh, my gosh. I just want to tell you, Holly, I love agency because, you know, we get a box every month. You know, I love that it says our name on it because Mackenzie's like, oh, can I try this? I'm like, does it have your name on it? <laughs> it has my name on it. But I, you know, I have those dark spots and they have really lightened up. I love that too. Everything you just described, Melissa, it, it describes my reaction to a tea. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. Opening that mailbox and getting the box every month is a treat. It's like a little surprise. I know it's coming, but then when it arrives, I'm like, oh, it's such a cool feeling. And uh-huh. I, I love that the dark spot cream. I use it every night mm-hmm. and I love it because, you know, I talk about my raccoon eyes all of the time. I have so them these too. little spots. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think it's because... Is it because we're getting older? It couldn't hmm. be. I don't. Hmm. Nah. No, that can't be it. <laughs> and I like that, just like you said, it was created for me. Uh-huh. Like you do that whole online. It's really cool because you use your face. Yes. And you, you know, it was really simple, but I'm like, wow, they really want a lot. You know, you had to do a picture of your face, side, front, other side. Um, and, you know, the questions were really easy and good. I mean, I loved it because it really is customized to you. Yes. And it's so thorough and thoughtful. And it's not like I'm just picking something off the shelf. It was developed for me mm-hmm. based on my responses. And it made me really think about, okay, what are my needs? What What is my skin doing? And, you know, I think for us, that you know, we, we I don't know, we take advantage of our skin. Like we don't think about it. We take it for granted. You uh-huh. take your skin for granted. And there are things that you really need to do to protect your skin. I just like the fact that it's really easy. Like, you know, they, you upload your photos of your mm-hmm. skin and tell the agency about yourself. Agency matches you with a licensed dermatology provider who creates a custom formula with research-backed ingredients just for you. So it's really, really cool. And it happens so quickly. Like I got it in less than a week. It's fast. It is fast. The turnaround time is really fast. And it has all the ingredients listed. And it's it's effective. I have really enjoyed using it. And I feel good. That to me, that's the most important thing. If I'm using a product and I see results that I'm happy with, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. And I feel good. And in the way I take my photos, the way that I present myself, it's an ego boost. And it feels like I'm 
doing good by taking care of my skin. Do what I did and try out Agency, the personalized anti-aging skincare that evolves with you. Go to withagency.com slash BMSS for a free 30-day trial. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and handling. That's withagency.com slash BMSS to unlock your free 30-day trial. See withagency.com for all the details subject to consultation. Speaking of that, Cheryl, what would you say would be the qualities that you think make for a, a good dance teacher? Like, okay, looking hmm. at hindsight 2020, you know, these are the things that I would suggest for parents look for, or I would look for as a good dance teacher, or even because you do teach dance, yeah. you try to be as a good dance teacher. I think it's great to be a role model. Like, you have to know that you're going into this um, child's life as somebody that they're going to look up to, right? So it's important not to necessarily be best friends, but there's a, there's a, a line, right? There's a boundary that you shouldn't cross. Um, now, with when I was a student, all I wanted to do was be best friends with my coach, but that's a good sign, right? Because then you look up to them and they're right. obviously, you know, treating you with love, but also respect. Um, also, it's just, it's different in the ballroom world. I guess, like for me, I can only from experience, like you, when I first started, I danced with my teacher, right? So it's called pro-am. So I was the amateur, he was the professional. And there's that whole world out there that is just for, like I was looking for a partner, but I wasn't good enough quite yet to have my own. So I danced with my teacher. And like when you're dancing with an opposite sex, right? It's important that there's respect and that they don't make you feel uncomfortable um, and that you, there's a good rapport, you know, but also um, to be strict, but not... Uh, constructive criticism right like being able to obviously adapt to the person's personality whether that be maybe some people can handle more than other people it's just it's mm -hmm. different with the different type of personality you're dealing with like and i know from working with the girls like you know there were like kalani could really handle like uh maybe more of the stricter side when it comes to like technique but maybe you want to showcase um and nia is like how beautiful and like she just has she has so much power on the floor so it's like you have to adapt and i've learned this through dancing with the stars right like mm -hmm. you only have so many um days to get them yeah. ready hours <laughs> someone and, that's not a good dancer <laughs> right and what is the point like first of all i know not to be strict hours before we go live like what is the point you know there's no point you got to make them feel good when it matters but also don't bullshit anybody at the same time right so right. there's a fine oh, line i love that yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we oh. had to wade through a lot of bullshit. That's a, oh, yeah. you know, because of the show and the nature. But they grew up it. on TV. That's a whole yep. nother beast. Like I could yep. not even imagine doing that as yeah, much. Like, cause they're, beast. they're really young. They were young. How old were they when they started? Eight. Mackenzie was six and then Maddie was six. seven. Eight. Wow. And then all the way Nine, through their ten. teenage years. Right. Yeah. Kenzie was the young one, yeah. but you know, it's funny before they were on the show, the, something that they'll learn from dance is the camaraderie at our studio yes was i mean the big girls because um you know going to riley's shower last week the big girls were there and now all of our big girls are um getting married i facetime so many of them still uh -huh. they're in their 20s and i mean i love that they come to me all the time um but they love our kids when yeah. they were little, they used to have them on their laps. They, you know, and the little ones and the, the seniors, they were just such a close-knit family. And that's what mm -hmm. dance does. I think it, yes. 
it, you'll always have those connections for everything. exactly and exactly and I mean same thing even though with Dancing with the Stars like we're all doing different things now but like mm. we all know where we came from right so yeah I love right. that absolutely speaking of knowing where we came from I think of all the moms the only one who was truly a competition dancer was Kelly <laughs> <laughs> yes isn't that scary and she was good she's like really bendy and um she was uh, like her kids that's awesome uh, good uh, good yeah, dancer no more now I can't even walk down the steps or up the oh, steps really? without one to I mean out. I feel you girl my hips are like I yes. swear 95 years old I seriously oh, I'm like sure, I, though. oh for sure like yeah. there's no I have arthritis everywhere Oh, you pro- no. Yeah, because of all the work that you yeah. do. So it's, it's I mean, good. yeah. But I hate our to bodies, hear that. Our bodies don't move that way naturally, right? Like I think about that with Brooke all the time because half of the time her uh, body that's why was she's bent so short. the wrong way. And I'm like, she's probably not going to oh be able God. to I see. So like we've had a few gymnasts come on uh, Dancing with the Stars and mm-hmm. they are in forever pain. Like it doesn't, and a lot of them, yeah. you know, not them in particular, but I can see why there's an opiate problem when it comes to, you know, sure. like just trying yeah. to get through the day, man. And it's just from all that abuse we've done to our yeah. body. And speaking of that, how do you do self-care for your body as a dancer? Well... <laughs> Um, like, what do you do? Honestly, like, do do? wait. This Uh-oh. thing saves my life. What did this do? I used to tell you. Where's mine? It's it's the only thing that gets me through the season. Like I can't even. I can, I'm probably doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Like I'm like digging in because there's not enough pressure yet. Like I could be yeah. on the highest level and I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm starting to get immune to this. But it's like the only thing that works. And then so they, Therabody also sent me these. Thank you, Therabody. But that's not an ad. It's just a for real thing. <laughs> yes, no, yes. No, yes. Oh, yes. This is real It's like leg, the leg stuff that you put on, oh, like the boots. Oh, yes. my God. Lifesaver. Yes. Yeah. And oh, then getting that. massages twice a month, twice a week um, from this woman who beats the crap out of me in a good way, though. Yeah. yeah and I and I box. Yeah, that's great. Your trainer, because um, Kenzie, when she was on dancing, she sprained her ankle. She has a really bad ankle and uh-huh. they taped her ankle that, so she oh. could still dance. Our PT. And, is yes, that, she's on set. Yeah. Amazing. Because yeah. I mean. You twist your ankle in those heels. I mean, first of all, there's nothing oh, to those heels. I mean, they're so beautiful on your feet, but there's nothing to them. It's like. No, my ankles have rolled a million times. And like once you overstretch your ankles, it's like I have to constantly wake them up before. Because when I had to crawl off the dance floor once when I was competing when I was like 15. Because like once you do that once and you don't like get physical therapy and strengthen your ankle again, like I will literally have no control over my ankle and it'll start like shaking and I just can't get out of it. So like I that was so traumatizing for me. But I understand like the ankles are very important as a dancer especially as a ballroom latin dancer because of the heels there is no support you're right no they should really mm-hmm. do something about that i know but isn't that the beauty of the danger of it yeah. all <laughs> so cheryl basically you do it because you love it i mean one you're amazing but i, I think maybe one because you love it and that's yes, why you're absolutely amazing. Well, the passion, I mean, I am also an addict, right? So like when I do something, it's like all or nothing. And that's what, that was my drug and still is in a way. It's my way of um, therapy. It's very therapeutic. Um, But what's hard is sometimes when you don't have a great partner, right? Then it's like, you can't really dance to your ability. But I definitely, 
when I do, or when you have those moments of hitting that like flow state, you know, like fourth state of consciousness, when you're dancing and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I just had an outer body experience. Those are the magical moments, you know, those are the moments that I treasure forever. And it's like, I wish we had more of those pro numbers again, because, you know, what what I know. The greatest showman pandemic. is I still watch that. I watch that on YouTube all the time. That yeah. one that you guys did. Yeah. I, I was sitting right there and I was like this on the edge of my seat. And I was like, and you had to do it the, twice. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you were there. You were there, there. You were uh-huh. there. Oh, I was there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I just miss, you know, what I miss is I miss learning. I miss being coached myself actually. So, um, and that's why like I went to, um, when they added Argentine tango to this show years ago, I actually went to Argentina and I learned how to tango <gasps> because like, I, I don't really believe in faking anything. Right. So it's like, and so for me, it was just, it was great to feed my soul again with like, I just <gasps> love learning. That's what I love to do really. And that's a beautiful dance. I mean, yeah, it was harder. And that's why I know when dancers like AJ, who was my partner last season, he has dance experience. So everyone probably expected more from him. But what's so hard, and I know this from firsthand experience in Argentina, is to untrain your brain. Like, it's so hard to untrain the bad the bad habits in your brain, like especially with Argentine tango, everything is very pedestrian. So like, you know how much we manufacture ballroom, right? Like the girls make fun of us. Like we're like constantly out and like our wrists are bent and like we're just going crazy. But in Argentine tango, it's very much the man leads the woman and there's no manufacturing of movement unless the man puts you there and switches your direction, right? And like your wrist can't bend like everything needs to stay flat and balletic and like you're telling me to do that when i've done ballroom for so many years so like i have that in my body you know so it's really hard but it was fun to learn again i i want to say i'm obsessed with ballroom dancing i mean i love i mean i go to as many shows as i possibly can and i hope we have an audience i hope you know season 30 is coming up so hopefully there's an audience because that was really hard that was so hard I mean, I see basketball freaking games. People are just, seriously, it's so crazy. No masks, nothing. But um, yeah. I, I mean, begged I believe... to come. I begged, they... Dina. I'm like, I'll stay in the yeah. in the rafters. Well, they I'll should have like, they should have pods of family members that are like, you know, like you can do that in the ballroom because it was so hard as a performer to perform with like hearing just the judges breathe down my neck yeah. and then having our competitors pretend to cheer for us like yeah. as if they're really happy for us <laughs> like let's be real oh, oh i saw the rolling of the eyes i saw lots of those rolling oh i was, like oh my, oh my so god can you take it yeah. it was rolling that oh, would it be was hard funny yeah especially if you're a performer yeah That's what i mean and aj i think that was the downfall is that he's a performer and there was nobody there like so it was hard it was like one big dress rehearsal basically yeah because you feed off of that energy you feed off the energy of the, of the crowd yep. i mean yep yeah, Why didn't they it, have the crew sit there just to, for moral support. You or know? just or use a button in the booth to make sure. That, <laughs> just just like you guys heard it at home, but that was weird because we never heard it. So it's like oh, that's the thing. So, yeah, you're right. It was so fake. It was so fake. But like with with us, like we actually needed it more than you guys needed it, right? Yeah. To watch it, like yeah. it would be nice to hear the fake applause once in a while. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Pura Vida started with two California surfers. They went to Costa Rica and they fell in love with the art and the laid back lifestyle. So they began this company, which is so amazing. And they really care about people. And I I just love it. 
my favorite thing is their braided bracelets because mm. my girls like them, but I like them too. I think they're so beautiful because I like to be, you know, young. <laughs> okay, Melissa, let me tell you this story really cute because you said Pura Vida. So have you ever had a situation when you buy something for someone and then you like it so much you want to kind of re-gift it to yourself? Yes, very often. Okay, well, I had this with Pura Vida when I bought some items for Nia because I was like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. And then they came in the mail and I loved, I loved them. I was like, oh my gosh, these are fabulous. Nia saw them. She was like, mom, you did such a great job. I love these. She was so excited about them. And then I thought, she has so many. Will she notice that one or two are missing? <laughs> Don't you know? I put them up in a safe place. And she was like, Mom, do you do you know what happened to the jewelry you just bought from Pura Vida? I'm like, oh, she she knew. So I had to give them back. Oh, my. <laughs> I had to give them back. Because she, I was like, they were just so beautiful. They're beach casual, chic design to them. They're uh-huh. fun. You know, and I, what I love about them as well is they are really awesome people. They give back to charity. They donated over $3.8 million to charity. I mean, it's amazing. 580000 to animal protection and conservation, which I love. 450000 to disaster relief and $200,000 to environmental causes and 260000 to mental health awareness and research and so many more other causes. So they give back. And you'll like this, Holly, because I know you love your T-shirts. They have cosmic-inspired graphic T-shirts and hoodies because I know you love your tees like I do. Like I, oh, I love a T-shirt. I love a T-shirt. I'm always buying T-shirts with cute things on it. And they're doing a Fallen Heroes charity collection, which is really cool. It's giving back to the National Fallen Firefighters Association. I mean, seriously? That's amazing. Their packaging is eco-friendly and biodegradable, so you can even bury it in your backyard. Pura Vida look good and do good to get 20 percent off your pura vida order text mom to 38817 that's mom to 38817 to get 20 percent off at pura vida term supply available at puravidabracelets.com slash terms text mom to 38817 I love that when you said you're the oldest, but not really, you just have been around the longest. No, I'm the oldest. I think, no, well, Artem's older than me. I'm the oldest woman. So um, Artem's older. And Sasha, can you believe Sasha? He's just so small that he looks forever young. But like, he's actually older than me. But I'm the oldest girl for sure. But I used to be the youngest. Like, I used to just rally, you know, I had the stamina of a lifetime. Yes. You should be proud of yourself. I mean, your body has been through hell and back hell. really i mean <laughs> yeah. amazing you know yeah. so wait did you did you say you were 20 years old when did you start dancing with the stars uh, 20 oh 21 21 wow mm-hmm. and oh, that's when i like 30. i had yes season 30 i'm 37 now but like what's so crazy is um you know it was like a get out of jail free card for me like i never 
um, went out before. So I started drinking at 21. I started going out. I mean, I was like a ballroom dancer by day and a club goer at night, like seven nights a week. I was on TMZ every morning, just embarrassing the crap out of myself. So like I had this crazy party reputation for the longest time. You know, there's that girl dancing. They called me dancing with the bars, which is hysterical actually. And I'm definitely going to write a book. (laughs) <laughs> that's called dancing with the bars but yeah so I was just that party girl like because I was I mean honestly I would drink so much I'd go into rehearsal the next morning sweat it out and do it all over again it's so crazy I don't even know how I did that yeah me neither me neither because yeah. I can't function the next day <laughs> but I think it's the sweat I think I sweat it all yeah. out I think that uh, was the reason wow. what um so you said well you said for three years you've been sober. So what did you hit rock bottom? What happened that you're like, listen, I've got this beautiful life and a wonderful husband. Like, yeah. Why am I doing so, this to myself? My father passed away about three and a half years ago, my real dad, and he was an alcoholic. And um, I just knew that once he passed, I was either going to hit rock bottom and have to check myself into the nearest facility or I was just going to quit cold turkey, right? So my husband and I reunited back because we dated like yeah. 12, 13 years ago. And now, you know, we're now married. Um, so he came back into my life and I will never forget him also saying like, wow, didn't you just have like five vodka? Because vodka soda was my poison of choice. And it started just not working anymore. Like I just, no matter how much I would drink, I would feel nothing. All I would have to do is pee every two seconds, right? And then like my father passed, I came home and I tried to have a drink and I started um, having hives. Like I just broke out into hives, like all over my body. And I think subconsciously my body was rejecting alcohol. So like at our engagement party that Kim Hershevek was so sweet to throw us, I just made it myself a promise and I didn't even tell my uh, fiance at the time, right? Like I didn't tell Matt, I didn't tell anybody, but I just, I realized I never uh, went like a week without drinking, you know? So I just never ever detoxed. And it was worrying me because my, unfortunately, you know, my tolerance just started to like, and then I was like, with that can be dangerous, right? Like then I'm gonna be trying other stuff and God forbid, let's just see what I, I was just saying to myself, let's just see what happens if I just stay sober until the wedding. And so that's what happened. Basically, I just made myself a promise. I didn't announce it because I know that with that comes um, lots of pressure, pressure, which then will mm-hmm. make me want to drink even more. Yeah. And so I just made myself a promise. And then like about a few months in, I just told my husband that I wasn't drinking anymore. And that was it. But that's my brain, right? That's how I am. Like when I make a decision, I make a decision. I think that has a lot to do with how I was raised in salt in the mm-hmm. ballroom world. And just like, you know, I just commit. And also my, the addict, the addict in me, you know, just like when I do something, I do something, it's like all or nothing, right? I'm still in the process of trying to find that gray area still mm-hmm. where it's that healthy, you know, like being sustainable and just to keep it like just level, right? Like not having to be in fight or flight constantly. Wow. I'm so proud of you because that could not yeah. have been easy. That's no, it's still not. It's one day, one day at a time. And I just started the, just, just started the program too, which is something that like AJ will say that I was white knuckling it. Right. Cause that's what our podcast is about. It's about sobriety. Cause we're both. So all three of us are sober. Renee's been sober for over 20 years. AJ was sober during Dancing with Stars, which I have no idea. I was so nervous that I was going to make him drink again. But like he was sober for like <laughs> yeah. a year. 
And then I've been sober for three years, but I have never joined a program, but I've been in intense therapy my whole life. Right. But mm -hmm. they say that your white knuckling means like you're a dry drunk if you're not doing the program. So I'm currently in the program and I'm on step four, which is like really intense, which is like, it's, you have to basically write down every single person you have any type of animosity or anger or resentment to, towards, even if they've passed and, and why, but it's like, that's what you have to do. Like you have wow. to get it all out or else it's, it'll haunt you for the rest of your yeah. life. Good for you. Wow. That's intense. It's intense. So COVID was probably very difficult for you as well. It was great. I loved it. I loved was it. it I well, then I realized I have social anxiety, right? Like I would drink oh. all the time before I would go to any red carpet events. Like I'm a natural introvert. So like it's exhausting to have to exude all this energy outwards for me. But oh dance for some reason, it's more like having to talk because I never talked. It, my mom actually thought I was deaf when I was a little girl because I was so traumatized, I think. But I was also like she took me to a hearing specialist. Like I'm very much an introvert. Um, and so... With that, you know, with the pandemic, I loved being quarantined. I mean, also, mind you, we were doing Dancing with the Stars, but it also gave me a chance mm -hmm. to really learn to meditate and journal and to find other practices that fulfill that void that I've been looking outwards for, which is not the best way to do, right, to do that, so. Wow, good for you, and you're so eloquent in the way you- You really are. I you mean, just I, lay it out there, it's beautiful. Yeah, it just, thank oh my you. gosh, it takes a lot, and I just, thank you for being so honest with us, and we oh, really, really appreciate you being here with us. Well, thank you for the safe space and letting me speak, uh, because this is, um, it helps, it's very therapeutic, so thanks for the therapy. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Oh God, that. to think of us as therapists, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Right. I actually, I have a therapy appointment right after this and I'm going to be like, everything's great. <laughs> I'm good. Take the day off. <laughs> I feel like a proud mom. It's really weird. Yeah. Like Aww. I just do. I just like, it's just emotional. It's really great. Now it is so, it's so, I was just saying in one of our, cause we did a couple an earlier podcasts and I said, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I'm like, okay. yeah, but it's, it's one of those things I can be very outgoing, but I was telling my husband who's so outgoing like it's mm -hmm. easy for him to be out in public and he loves events but for me it's oh. incredibly draining because I'm very, like an empath I feel yeah, it yeah. and like I'm mm -hmm. very intentional like when I having conversations with people I'm yeah, not yeah. just doing that superficially I really do care and I'm having conversations but it's very totally. draining afterwards so absolutely it takes a lot out of me <laughs> to yeah. do stuff like that like a good old nap wouldn't hurt anybody right <laughs> after this yeah <laughs> Not at all. It would be great. But I don't believe like maybe there. I don't. My therapist says that there's no. You're not really an introvert or extrovert. Like there's everyone's a kind of a mixture of both, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I I could totally see that. So I'm like I'm both. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting because I I never really I never really thought about it for myself. But you think of someone as one or the other. Either they're yeah. an introvert or they're an extrovert. So, but really, people have both right there's different layers we're like exactly. onions like there's so many yeah. different layers to it the onion sense. right yeah it really does yeah, yeah absolutely oh this is such a such a good conversation i feel like oh, i feel I, so I, good i, I just do feel good I like i do I, I do have i do have another question because you know i have like okay. a million questions yeah yeah so because i did post like oh we're having conversation i didn't announce our guest i had to keep that a surprise but um <laughs> Any advice, it's a two-prong question. Any advice you would give to dancers and advice you would give to dance moms? 
Okay. So let's start with dancers. Um, never give up, right? Like it's those moments of failure, failure, right? That is what leads you to success. Like for those people who have never uh, experienced failure, I feel sorry for, you know, because it's mm -hmm. like, there's going to be moments where, you know, there's nothing like a story where you're like the dark horse or like where you you start at a level, let's say it may not be where you want to be, but then you slowly improve. But in, in order for that to happen, you have to, you have to fight. Like there's no, you got to fight within yourself though. Like that is what creates accomplishment and success is what you've gone through, the turmoil, the failure, the, um, uh, not getting an audition or like whatever that is, like that just is what makes you stronger and what turns you into um, a woman that like is so interesting and like this is a life lesson you know like we shouldn't let one competition um i guess just take over your life you know like Define it's just one competition thank yeah. you mm -hmm. yeah exactly um so yeah never give up and if this dance is what you want to do then go for it. i mean look at me like my mom told me never to make a career out of dancing right and i'll never make any money and cut to my 17 mom is years just later. Lord. Yeah. She wanted me to take over her company. And I was like, there's no way in hell. Like I couldn't even <laughs> focus at school. Like there was like a, a no, no thanks. <laughs> um, but like, and so honestly, you just never know what's going to happen. You just need to stick yeah, true to you and your passion. Yeah. Like every day is a new day, you know? And then for dance moms, well, first of all, be there as much as you can be there. I do believe that's why I love you guys. Cause like you guys have been there for your kids, but then there's also a boundary that can't be crossed. Right. Like as they get older, <laughs> like, I think it's important. Strings. Like, what I would be really hurt by my mom would be like when I would get um, notes about like my costume or like something that's not flattering my body. I think that definitely hurt me, you know, and that was like, mm. because I'm getting it from my dance coach already. And just like the, the society in general, right? Like we have this image in our mind that we have to be a certain way and be skinny and all of that, that like, we don't need that from our parents. Like we, we know, like we already know, right? Like, and there's, I guess it's just to be able to be as open and listen, listening is so important. Cause like, there's certain things that we're going to say that you may not agree with, but that's okay. We're not asking you for advice. Like we're just wanting you to listen. Mm -hmm. I like oh, that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Cause yeah. sometimes really as good. a dance mom, it's hard not to give your opinion. I know. <laughs> and, and, oh, and listen, I, I learned know. from my mom. I'm like, mom, yeah. I, I didn't ask your opinion. So don't tell. Oh, but you know. you, and you never give any opinions. <laughs> I, to well, your I know that's what give I me. have to learn. I love don't you. Don't give mom. it if you're not asked for it. <laughs> Thank you. And I actually just learned this, how rude it is to give advice to someone who's not asking not you asking. for your advice. I, I don't know how many times I've done that. Like I'm just giving my two cents, but I'm like, Me wait too. a second. They didn't even ask. And like, it is freaking rude. Like, honestly, they're just telling you what happened. They're not asking you to judge them. Right. And I've been judged. I've been judged my whole life. And I've, you know, been the one judging and like, that's not how life works. No one's holding up a paddle every single time you know, you walk by, even though that's the way, like, that's just the way I was raised. I was always a competitor, always judged, always. Mm -hmm. That's a good, I like that. If they're not asking for your opinion, don't give it. Oh, don't I like give that. It. Yeah, no, yeah no, don't no. give it. But it's um, hard. That, it, it is hard. As a, as a parent, it's hard. I yeah. Ultimately, imagine. 
Mm-hmm. Your mom only wants you to be the best, the best. of course, yeah. which is of why course. we give our opinion even when it's unwarranted. I'm just trying to help. I would never, totally. as a parent, try to hurt, obviously. No, but it's just sometimes it comes across like that because then we get defensive, right? Yes. And then like yes. then resentment is built that is almost so hard. Like unless if you're in intense therapy, like my mom and I had to go to therapy for years because of that. Like there was, yeah. but then like also, I guess going back to the dancer's advice is to realize that like, it has nothing to do with you. That's their own shit, right? That's their mm-hmm. own stuff that maybe their parents put onto them as pressure that now they're bringing back onto you. Like you just can't take it personal. You can't take anything personal because it's really not about you. It's not, it's like we need to make everything, every situation about us, right? Like, oh, that person's looking at me because I, whatever, or like they're talking shit about me for sure. And you're just like, actually, life doesn't revolve around one person, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> I know that's yeah. hard to like, swallow. Really? Really? Oh, that's so true. Everything is about you, right? Not everything. It's funny because my oldest actually told me, he was like, you can't solve everybody's problems. So you need to let people figure that out for themselves. And then I also, as a teacher, just have to remind myself, now when I talk to my kids, I have, I ask them, are you looking for a solution? And mm. most of the time, they're, they're not. Um, so <laughs> I know. <then, laughs> so I have the same problem with my husband. I'm like, come on, what's the solution here? And they're like, there's no solution. I'm solution. like, what are you talking about? So I'm just supposed to sit and listen. Oh, okay. So then I know they're not looking for a solution. And I'm like, I'm just supposed to sit and just listen. And just listen. And yep. process. It's, yeah. You guys know I used to stand outside my kids room like listen to them like uh, you don't know this Cheryl but I used to like when the girls would whisper I'd be like with my ear at the door (laughs) totally and then I'd say hi girls and they're like mom it's not about you it's fine we can handle it you know the girls when there's two sisters I mean that bond is amazing and they help each other and these girls help each other because I know they're on FaceTime a lot with when Nia was having boy problems and the girls have boy problems (laughs) And I walk yeah. in and they're all quiet. And I'm like, okay. I know. But like, all you want to do is just like, listen and give your advice. Cause and you've help. gone through it. I'm right. sure. Yeah. They don't Another want it. piece of advice in general, it would be like, take responsibility over your, over everything. Right. Like it starts with you. Everything starts with you. Right. Like your reaction instead of reacting, respond. And like, that is a big thing that I'm working on right now. Cause mm-hmm. I'm so reactive that like I tend to react and then you regret because like you didn't want to react in a certain way. It's yeah. like, listen, let it, that, let, let it like really just get into your body before reacting. You don't want to ever react right away. You want to respond. And that's been so difficult for me. And that's all I'm just preaching and I haven't practiced it a hundred percent yet. So <laughs> oh, no, it's, that's really good advice. A- a That's learning process, right? Yeah. Well, you put a full yeah. dust, that's for sure. I know yeah. we've taken tons of your time, Sean, you're about to no. go, but is there anything you want to tell us about you have coming up, any projects, yeah. anything you're really excited about? Because we want to hear from you without us okay. interjecting. So tell No, us. it's all good. Um, first of all, I've had a great time, so thank you for having me. Um, and I have a clothing line, so it's a dance-inspired loungewear line coming out. <gasps> Uh, September sixteenth. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. We're so all we got, about like, that. Off the shoulder, cute, like <gasps> just like it's not athleisure, so there's no real moisture wicking fabrics. It's just comfy loungewear that you can uh, wear, like it. like jumpsuits that are uh, like off the shoulder. That I can and, like, wear for um, when we do our podcast instead of wearing my yes. pajamas. <laughs> like, to- 
totally and like sh shoulders like I'm really into <gasps> detail because I don't think what people know on Dancing with the Stars like we're very much involved in the designing process of our costumes and oh, have been good. right so like this is really for like curvy women too that like just want to feel good and look good and I'm coming yeah. out with this like piece you know how sometimes you go on for a hike out for a hike and you you're you're um, hot, you take this off, you put it around your waist. Yeah, so yes. there's never been like an accessory just for that. Cause it's always like weird, right? It's like not balanced or your hoodie makes your butt look bumpy. Yeah. Oh, you're so, so I've, smart. I've made a wraparound where it's also um, a shawl as well. So, but it's ah. only for a layering piece. So it's cool. like you yes. literally, cause like when I wear leggings, sometimes I don't want to show my butt or yeah. like, I feel like my sides are huge. So like, I'm just like, I need to put this around my waist and I use it for movement or whatever for dancing. So I'm coming out with that as well. So oh, I'm very gosh. I need, I need one of those. Cover yeah, up my butt. I will, I'll hook you girls up. That Definitely. is beautiful. Oh, so, oh, tell me, tell us again the name of it and where can people get it when it's out? Okay, so it's September 16th. So I'm collaborating with the same company, Bailey Blue, that I did my mask line with. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's called Cheryl Burke. You'll definitely remember it. Yes. <laughs> That's well, what it's called. Right. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, it comes out September 16th and you'll be able to get it on baileyblueclothing.com. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, we'll share Ooh. it for sure. Thank you. Oh. Thank you so much. Oh, we'll be models for you because I'm sure Yes. Oh, that. my God. I definitely oh, yes. want we're that. Such good you models. need us curvy. No, we're, I we're, do. We're nice and curvy. Yeah, we are definitely curvy. I love you guys I don't know beautiful. about in the right spots, but. I know. Some <laughs> might say fat, but I'll I'm go curvy with curvy. Somewhere. No way. <laughs> Wait, my husband told me today, he goes, boy, you really have a nice big butt. He told me that. I went, what? At least he. At least he said nice before yeah. the big butt. That's right. Right. I was like, okay. Did you say, honey, I'm sorry. I didn't ask for your advice or yeah, opinion so on rude. my big butt. Exactly. That's right, Jill. We got to learn. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's good. Are you doing anything else with diamond painting or do you have any so, lines coming up with that? I'm doing this like live looped. Have you guys heard of looped? It's like this virtual meet and greet that you can do, but I'm going to be doing like a special like diamond painting and at, and answering people's questions so they can buy tickets um, with that. I don't know exactly when that is. That may have happened by the time this airs, but I'll definitely do another one after Dancing with the Stars wraps. If this doesn't air for another four weeks, then yes, I am involved as a professional dancer on season 30 of Dancing with the Stars. Um, and then my podcast with iHeart and AJ is still going. So um, check that out. It's called Pretty Messed Up. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so Thank much. You. Every Monday it drops, the new one? Yes, every Monday. Yep. And then my YouTube. Yep. You're right, Holly. Every Monday. And then YouTube's every Tuesday. I upload a new video. So wow. yeah. So you're super wanna... busy. Yes. Yeah. Super busy. One woman show. Yeah. Good girl. Thank you. I am addicted to that. <laughs> yeah. Productivity. Anything that will just keep me going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Good. Well, I'm we're I'm proud of you, and um, thank you. We're so thankful that you are our first. Yes, guest. I love yes. it. I love to come yes. back. So, so make yes, sure. thank if, you. Oh, if yes, we have absolutely. an audience, you guys have to come to the live show for sure. Oh, okay, you know I'll, I'll get be you guys there. tickets with bells you and whistles. <laughs> We'd be the dance moms in the back, cat calling. Go, Jill, uh, yes. screaming. <laughs> Exactly. I just want to say I love watching Gleb's daughter grow oh, as a yes. dancer. I mean, mm -hmm. and th when they did the pro-am together, like they've yes, done a few. So and cute. Isn't it? I love their little socks. I mean, I, I love know, that they right? actually make them stay little kids. 
Yes, exactly. It, I know. Yeah. I wish I started that young. I started, I did ballet from four to 11 and then switched to ballroom at uh, 12 when I just grew out of my tights. Cause like I said, I got, you know, my menstrual cycle started at nine years old. So wow. <laughs> literally oh, didn't. The, the, the little socks and the little heels, but she's Yeah. And their little ponytails. Yeah. She's, she's really good. Yeah. I'm so proud of her too. I so there's it. also not just dance moms. There's dance dads out there too. Oh, he's sure. a dance dad. <laughs> yeah. Thank Definitely. you. Definitely. Mm, yeah. Definitely. He's strict, you could tell. Oh, I know. Mackenzie had him. So He's not just a pretty face, you know? No. no. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, girls. Thank you. Thank you. Tell Thank everybody you. I say hi. Tell your daughters I say hi. Give them my love, everybody. They okay. miss you. They Thank miss you, you tremendously. Thank you, Cheryl. You're Thank a bright you. Hi, Cheryl. It was nice meeting you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure you listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can ask us questions or suggest topics by emailing us at becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com and follow us on Because Mom Said So 4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and Because Mom Said So.